Right, yeah. If you think about Thanksgiving, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Turkey, right, turkey. You're not lying, Crispy. It is, it is Thanksgiving, you associate that with turkey. Um, so Bong was asked by his teacher, because Bong was new here in the States. He's from Filipino, young Filipino, comes to the States, and it was Thanksgiving weekend or week, and the teacher goes, um, what's the best thing for, uh, for Thanksgiving? And uh, an American kid answered, like, Thanksgiving. Oh, a turkey, turkey. So the teacher goes, what else? Bong, not to be outdone, right? Raises his hand. The teacher goes, oh, look at this foreigner kid. You know, he's going to answer. Okay, Bong, what do you think is, is um, good for Thanksgiving, too? Other than the turkey. He goes, two turkeys. <laughs> two turkeys. I entitled our message tonight, Thanksgiving Special. Thanksgiving Special. Uh, this is uh, Thanksgiving in a crisis follow, in the Christ follower's point of view. Um, I'm going to try to speak something new, hopefully, or to remind you of something that you're not supposed to forget. Um, but because it is Thanksgiving on Thursday, this is what God wanted us to uh, study tonight. Um, uh, over there at GSR, the building right across us, uh, the casino, on Thursday, there's a special uh, from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m., $56 per person. You can have at the buffet herb roasted whole turkey, honey glazed ham, candied sweet potatoes with marshmallows. Don't say any more for me. Marshmallows, that's it. Green bean casserole, roasted Brussels sprouts. That's my favorite, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> Turkey gravy, pineapple. Uh, I think that's camote, but they misspelled it. <laughs> Cranberry sauce, roasted butter, squash, soup, assorted pies. And if you wanted to go extra special with your wife or your spouse, you wanted to earn some, earn some scores or, or get out of trouble, you go to Charles. Charlie Palmer, it's $98. So I'm glad I was invited at the Villanuevas this Thursday. <laughs> because uh, it is quite expensive. What's the other thing, if it's Thanksgiving, what's the other thing that you think about? Football, there you go. Sale, yes, the sale. Sale is what I have here. Look at this. Oh, maybe because of COVID, people don't do this anymore. They keep their six feet distancing, right? There's no more traffic there. There's TV there. Um, so we took a, huh? I'm, I'm being told to pray. Yes, we will pray. And then I will read the verse here. Renewal of mind is our first point. And here we go. Romans 12.2 is, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the two things that we think about all the time on Thanksgiving, we're going to try to discuss that one thing and then remind you of what God wants us as Christians to actually focus our minds on. Amen? Before we get there, let's say a word of prayer. Father, we thank you for bringing your people here this evening. Thank you for your sovereign hand in allowing us and our schedule to become and to happen. 
for us to be here and listen to your message tonight. I pray for your listeners, Lord God. May you give them the, the wisdom from your Holy Spirit to reveal to them whatever it is that you want them to understand, whatever you want them to change, and whatever you want them to accept. Use me, Father, as your vessel to deliver your message. Let it be the truth and nothing but the truth, Lord God. I pray, Father, for your anointing. We pray for your guidance. You are the true teacher. Please guide us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. In Romans 12, 2, this is one of my favorite verses only because it does speak volumes for us Christians. Because the renewing of our minds must happen. Us Christians, our minds must change. To what? To what the Word of God is in order for us to live a ple in a pleasing way for Him. In order for us to understand what He wants for us on how He wants us to live. Because for the longest time, we have consumed, lived out, believed, and professed the ways of the world. That's why the first thing that must change for a Christian is the mind. Because the Holy Spirit indwells in every believer. Amen? Every believer has the Holy Spirit indwelling in them. So the heart is being softened, being changed by God. But more importantly, other than that, our thinking must change. But folks, there's no changing in your mind if there's no reading of His Word. There's no changing of your mind if you don't, if you don't immerse yourself in, in, in spending time with Him, in your prayer time, and then reading. There's no excuse. You have to read your Word. Part of your thanksgiving should be, praise God that I have access to a Bible. Praise God that I am not persecuted or thrown into jail if I belong to a church, a Christian church. Praise God that I can join Bible studies, not underground, because we are not persecuted here in that manner. Because other Christians in other countries are being persecuted just to belong to the church of Christ. So do you need a reason for thanksgiving? <sighs> maybe. Maybe I need to remind you. Maybe because there's that one thing that you've been praying for and it's not coming. The baby's not coming yet. So you're not, not, you know, there's no thanksgiving yet here. All right, it's taking forever. But you know, uh, when we say renewing of mind for a Christian, we're also talk talking about renewing of a lifestyle. We're talking about renewing of friends. We're talking about quitting some shows that you love to watch. We're talking about renewal of how you spend your resources, whether it's your strength or your money. We're told that we have to, when we renew our minds, we have to put, in, put on the new man. And in order for us to put on the new man, we have to renew our mind. Our thinking must change by the authority of God's word. Again, if you look at that, it says there, by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So there's no more guessing on your part. If you're walking ever closely with God and you're reading His Word, you know His, His perfect will, you know that you're not supposed to do certain things, there's no more need to ask Him. There's no need to ask Him, right? Because you've read it. He's already spoken it to you. What does this have to do with Thanksgiving special? 
everything. Because if you are not, your, your mind cannot be renewed. You cannot be a Christian if God did not choose you. In 2 Corinthians 4, 4, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. In John 8, 44, you are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. A lot of things that's revealed here. That's why there's a renewal of our minds. Because when we belonged to the devil before we accepted Christ, our minds was polluted by everything. All the ideas, plans, way of thinking, lifestyle was from the world. And the world is ran by Satan. It's, I, I, I think I keep going back to this because there's, there's really a need for me to repeat myself because I think for some odd reason, because we think it's 2022, we think that the devil is no longer real. The spiritual matters only apply on Sundays. That people that believe in spiritual beings are, are naive or dumb, right? But this is straight from the Word of God. The enemy is cunning. We see here. Anything that comes up, comes out from his mouth. If, if, if we're talking about a liar, right? They say in the Philippines, there's an adage that uh, because he's a liar, when he says 10 things, he lied about 11 things. Right? I, I think I'm translating that incorrectly. <laughs> but, but, that's, but you get the idea. The enemy is cunning. He's an intelligent being and powerful, more powerful than you and I. He is the little God that with the little G, small G of this world. Well, he always points us, and, and his job is because he's a liar and he's the accuser of the brethren, he loves to point us to what we don't have. He loves to point us to what we don't have. That's why when Thanksgiving comes and you're around your family and your friends, sometimes you're not really enjoying Thanksgiving because you feel like there's that one thing that you're still praying for and you're still wanting that you think you need and you still don't have it. So you really can't be giving thanks as much as you, as you would want to. Because the enemy runs the world and the world says, buy more stuff. Buy more stuff. Right? The new cell phone, the new iPhone came out two months ago. The new one is going to come out next week. It's just, and now you're going to have to buy again, right? I, I was told by Jamie that it's no longer like this, but I, I use this one. Uh, Black Friday, when people trample others for cheap goods mere hours after being thankful for what they already have. <laughs> the irony. The irony of things, right? So, with the challenge, I think it's easy. I have a list of blessings here for us to see. For us to see. So that you can be thankful when come Thursday. 
If you are alive today, be thankful to God because there's 59,461,425 deaths this year. And there was 86,066 deaths today. That was when I was typing it. And as, as I was copying it, it was running. It, was a, it, was, it, was, it kept running. It was from the CDC website. If you are healthy today, and for most, most of the year, estimated numbers of new cancer cases and deaths in 2002, there, uh, there's an estimated 1.9 million cancer cases diagnosed and 609,360 cancer deaths in the United States. If you have a family to be with this holiday, be thankful because 55% of Americans are experiencing the holiday blues uh, with many saying their loneliness is worse than last year. Now, I think that means uh, the Gen Zs, there's 75% of them are experiencing loneliness and single adults, 65% feel lonelier than their counterparts. Now, if you are employed, although you haven't gotten your raise, but if you are employed, 67,284 are unemployed in Nevada. So if you have a job, be thankful. Some of you, you have three, you have to share. <laughs> be very thankful, 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 three times. 5.753 million in the U.S. Bureau, of, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor, are unemployed. If you live here in the USA, you have to be thankful. Because 750 million would migrate yearly here if they could. That was back in 2018 in the Gallup polls. I think there's more. 35.77 million people in the Philippines did not use the internet at the start of 2022. So if you're complaining that your phone is slow, come on. Meaning that 32% of the population in the Philippines remained offline at the beginning of the year. I don't know if that's a curse. Maybe that's a blessing. But if, see, being here, we have to be thankful. Filipinos, remember? <laughs> if you're really not that happy, you're welcome to move back there. But, but, it's, but I'm just saying, if you want to compare your life, there's, there's, there's a great blessing, even with the small things. Now, more than 3 million people in the Philippines rely on unsafe and unsustainable water sources. And seven million, can't believe this number, lack access to improved sanitation. Those of us who grew up there, we know what we're talking about there. Those of you who grew up here, you're welcome for that knowing. We can share with you later. But the point is, there's a lot of things to be thankful for. Just your health alone. If you belong to a church, praise God. That thing, I think that's a blessing. Well, it's debatable, right? <laughs> it depends if you like your church family. But if you have a church to go to, a community that you belong with, I think that's a blessing. Now, 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light and the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. What Paul meant here is that the world or the unbelievers are spiritually blinded. They're spiritually blinded by the devil intentionally. He is doing all, everything in his power to keep them from seeing the truth, the hope, and the, the good news that is in Christ Jesus. And they will remain like that unless God chooses them 
chooses to remove their veils. And the other blessing that should be in that list is that if you are a Christian, you should be thankful. You have plenty to be thankful for. And there was no way for you to be a Christian if God did not remove that veil because you were chosen. If you were enslaved, if a person is enslaved by Satan, he will not let go of that person. That is why you see the evil in this world. You see the pain that people put, put, uh, do against each other or to, their, to themselves. I was watching this one video about this one, I think it's a rock concert. But it seems so intense to where they start punching and kicking each other while they're watching. I don't know what kind of music that is, but it seemed something that I probably won't want to go into. But it's just wild how the enemy lies to these people. They think they're having fun, but they're hurting themselves while they're having fun. And in the drugs, the lie that the enemy has done through drugs, people get that high only for them to be really low. They looked before they did the drugs, they were so pretty or handsome. After doing drugs, they're, they're, they, they killed themselves, they deteriorated, they lost their teeth. It's, 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 it's horrible that when the enemy grabs hold of someone, he's there to kill and destroy. So for us Christians, for us, for our, our, the veil to be removed in our eyes, for us to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior and be saved from the consequences of our sin, and then also to live now in His blessing and in His protection, that's a great thing to be thankful for. Amen? You were chosen. Jesus said in John 15, 16a, You did not choose me, but I chose you. Because how can a dead person decide to live physically? No way, right? A dead being that's lying there, a dead body that's lying there, when they were pronounced dead at a certain day with a certain time, they cannot change their minds and say, wait a minute, I changed my mind, I'm coming back. No. A dead person remains dead. Same thing spiritually. A dead person spiritually remains dead. A dead person who is spiritually blinded is left in the dark. There's no other way for them to see it unless God chooses to take them and rescue them. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4a, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world. Even before anything was done, God has decided that you and I will be saved by him. Folks, that should bring out gratitude in our hearts and never-ending gratitude because we see the lie of the enemy on how he hurts the people out there now if you if you look at these verses then you run this by romans 12 too do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewal of your mind why am i sharing this to you why is this the truth in the bible why is god telling us after we accepted him that he tells us i chose you i chose you why? Because it humbles us. Us knowing and finding out the truth that it was his decision to begin with, it humbles. It should humble us, at least. Because if we can boast about it, like, ha, huh, you know me, I always make the right decision. Right? It's, 
That's not the case. In Romans 9, 15 to 16, for he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. Amen? Is your heart brewing with gratitude right now? That he chose you? Is it making sense now? That the doctrine of election is one beautiful thing? You were chosen by him. It's his decision. And does God make mistakes? No. Do we make mistakes? All the time. And if it was his decision to choose us, then it's on him. Amen? Amen. And praise God. We can re- blame it on him if you have to. Like, oh, Lord, you knew I was a screw-up, but you still chose me. So this is really on you. And he'll say, I knew it. Because the sins, when he died on the cross, for your sins and mine, it was your sins from the past that were forgiven and paid for. It was your sins today that were forgiven and paid for. And it's your sins tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that that's been paid for. That's an amazing thing. Now, if you don't have two turkeys on Thursday, but you have one because of inflation, right? I know. I know. Still be thankful, right? Say, praise God, we still got one turkey. <laughs> I know, especially us Filipinos, we, we want two turkeys because we want one to eat now and the other to go, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, this, this verse that Paul wrote in Romans is also in Exodus 33, 19. Now, I hope you see the, the immensity of that blessing there. Being chosen by God himself to be saved from your sins. It was his decision. You know why? Because he knew that we're sinners, right? And there's no way that we can pay for it. Because in Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. That's first, the first part. And in Revelation 21 to 27, nothing evil will be permitted in it. Talking about heaven. No one immoral or dishonest, but only those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. The one thing that every man should be worried about is, is my name in heaven? You saw the stats of how many people die every day? You saw how many people catch or or acquire cancer? You see how unstable, or, or, or not unstable, but how... The gravity of, of life is and, and the, the guarantee of death. If you have not surrendered your life to Christ, I think this is one important thing that you need to secure. You have to ask the question, if I die today, where am I going? Am I right with God or not? Because if you sin, which you have, we all have, everybody have sinned. If you're going to tell me I'm not a murderer, I'm not a rapist, I don't steal from my boss, I don't cheat my ta- on my taxes, I, don't, I stop on every stoplight uh, stop and stop sign, I don't do the California stop, the rolling thing. But did you lie? Have you lied? If you're a Filipino, probably. About what? About being late. Right? That's one thing. Every Filipino has been guilty about that. Where are you? Five minutes. No, you're 35 minutes away. 
You just forgot. Now you're getting in the car. Everybody has sinned. And because of sin, God's consequences for sin is somebody has to pay the price. Blood must be shed. But Jesus has done that. In John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. In verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. You just have to believe in Jesus. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they, did, they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. And the complete verse of Romans 6.23 is, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. God in His holiness loves us holy and purely. And then he chose us before the foundations of the world so that we will be a part of it, so that we will believe in Jesus, that we will believe in him, that we will receive his gift of salvation. Now, if you realize all that, because you have friends, right, that you've shared the gospel with, and they don't want to accept it. But you have shared the gospel with your coworkers, and it was so easy for them to receive the gift. You, you shared the same, God, same, same verses, you shared the same story, you had the same prayer, but the results are different. Why? Again, because one of them was chosen, the other wasn't. But until they're alive, we don't know who's chosen, right? We don't really know who the chosen ones are when we're, accepting, or when we're sharing the gospel. We only know who they are after they received that's why we have the responsibility as Christians to continue to share Jesus to the world. Because we don't know who they are. We just know what we're told. We're told to share His love. It's, I'm not making Thanksgiving special something cheap. Because when we, when we think Thanksgiving and we see the word special, we automatically think it's 60% off or 80% off. It's a $250, 80-inch TV. It's cheap. It's nice, and it's cheap. It's finally, I can finally afford it. I can add another TV. But the Thanksgiving that we're talking about, the Thanksgiving special that we're talking about, it's not cheap. Jesus dying on the cross in the most horrific way, crucifixion up to now is the worst way to die you were saved, not in a cheap way, but in a very, very expensive, priceless, intense way. So the Thanksgiving special, if you think, Christian, with the mindset, with the new mindset, when you go to your Thanksgiving dinner on Thursday, when you say a word of prayer before you eat your food that God has blessed you with, when you say thank you for saving us, it should be real. It should be really, really intense. 
Your gratitude should be overflowing. Like the psalmist here, Psalm 103, 1-4, Praise the Lord, O my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. And then Paul reminds us, us and his readers then and now in 2 Thessalonians 2.13, but we, speaking to Christians, should always give thanks to God for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord, because God has chosen you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. I love Thanksgiving. I love eating. I love the fellowship. I love, I love the moment. I love the holiday. I feel like sometimes we Christians are guilty of taking it for granted. What's the it? God's gift. We take it for granted and we make it about something else. Because then we get conformed again with the world. Because we are still very much in the world, right? We're still here. We're still here. New things come up and then we buy into the lie, right? Temptations come across our way and we buy in it and we fall. Life becomes so comfortable and we tend to be neglecting our relationship with Him. We stop coming to church. We stop praying. We stop reading the Word. We stop doing anything for God because life is good. As you go to your Thanksgiving dinner, think about the one special thing that you truly have that no other people probably have because you know that there's not enough, there's, there's more unbelievers than believers. Amen? And in our culture that is now so evil, it's been evil, it's even worse now, confusing children, Abusing children. Just today, there was a, on today or yesterday, there was a, a transgender reading time in Texas, somewhere in Texas. So the parents brought their children to this library to be read, to, for them to hear stories read by a transgender, transgender people. I think that's child abuse. You know, the, 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 there, there's, when, when a child decides, because there's, there's um, if they're confused, if they're a boy and they want to be a girl, um, they don't need their parents' permission anymore for, for their, uh, for their uh, thing to be, what's the word? What's the proper word? What's the word? There you go, the reassignment. They don't need their parents' permission anymore. And the parents don't even get in trouble if they bring their child to that, to get that done. But you know what? Just this week too, a parent was arrested for having her 10-year-old son get a tattoo because the nurse saw the tattoo and the nurse called the cops. And they said, that's child abuse. Oh, but the gender reassignment's not. But the tattoo is. Because, you know, the tattoo is ugly, right? Okay. What's worse? See, if, if, if you don't have the Word of God and you just go with the thinking of the world, 
you're going to be as confused as they are. Now, as you see and be with your loved ones, not just on Thanksgiving, hopefully it's not just on Thursday that you're going to be thankful. Hopefully every day is a Thanksgiving for you now. As you remember, as you remember the, the, the statistics, there are some people that are not married. They're, they're lonely. They don't have a family. They lost their family. Be thankful that you have a job because you saw the unemployment number. Be thankful that you have internet. <laughs> be thankful that you have a child because some people can't have a child or wanted to be, wanted to be a parent but can't. Be thankful that you have water. Be thankful that you have hot water because it's winter. And if you're healthy, be thankful. There's a lot of people that are sick and pray to be healthy. They would give everything that they have so that they will have your health. Be grateful to God who gave us all these things. And then more importantly, if he has saved you, if he has saved you, all the more you should be really thankful. But your gratitude to God must be lived out. In 1 John 3, 4-6, Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. But you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins. And in him, which is Jesus, is no sin. No one who lives in Jesus keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. A church. This is not saying that you have to live a life perfectly because you can't. But this is saying that we, believers of Christ, must not continue to sin. We, if you're living in sin right now, you must stop it. You must stop it. You have to ask God for help. Lord, help me not sin against you anymore. Help me live right with you. Give me the strength. Give me the wisdom. Give me the discernment. Let me, help me avoid my friends. Wake me up, Lord. Wake me up. That is our message tonight. Thank you very much for your patience. Uh, if, as the music team make their way up here, I'm going to ask those of you who, for those of you who have not surrendered your life to Jesus, and you'd like to accept that gift, that he has offered and continues to offer you that gift of salvation when he died on the cross for your sins. Please come up so we can lead you into that prayer. Or if you've been visiting us for quite some time and God has impressed it in your heart that he wants you to become a part of this church, please come up so we can recognize you. Or if you just need prayer, please come up so we can pray for you.